ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of the Netherlands, France, and Romania, and in the states of Iowa, Kentucky, and Kansas, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 120,000 listeners, because you keep listening, uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit. Is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook. 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is trust information you receive. Use this technique when you are having difficulty making a decision or understanding something. Just before going to sleep, light 13 white candles and write on a piece of paper what you need to know. Your unconscious mind will work on the answers. When you wake up in the morning, you'll have the information you need. Trust it and act on it. The more you use this technique, the stronger it will become. The spiritual realm is most active during the night, especially starting around 3 a.m. Many people like to get up around this time to write, meditate, perform rituals, do other spiritual work, or communicate with loved ones who have passed to the other side. You can also use this time to receive information while you're sleeping through your dreams or directly from your spiritual guides and unconscious mind. Sometimes the information you receive during the night is easily accessible in the morning, and sometimes it isn't. When you don't remember anything, it doesn't mean that nothing happened. It just means that the information is buried in your unconscious for safekeeping until you need it or are ready to benefit from it. This is often esoteric or profound spiritual knowledge or information about your family and or your life that will help you make wise choices. There are other times when you want to use the technique described above in order to intentionally access the spiritual realm to gain deeper and more profound insights than you can receive from your conscious mind. It's hard to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices in our logical 
mindful mind. It takes time and practice to learn to hear and act on what your inner wisdom is telling you. The fact is that logic only gets us so far when we learn to trust our intuition and our spiritual guides and even seek out that information, our lives can become magical because we are turning, tuning into our authentic selves and the spiritual beings who want us to blossom and thrive. I've been told that this year is so important in our evolution that each of us has been given over 20,000 angels to help us shed our fears and become our authentic selves. Learning to access our intuition and our guidance will help us gain the most benefit from all the help that is available to us. Remember, as I've mentioned before, your guides can be even more helpful to you if you say to them, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me. Because you have free will, there's only so much they can do without your express permission. And I always add the words in a positive way only because I'd rather get help through love and positive experiences than through fear and negative ones. The spiritual energy is strong this year and your guides of a high and positive spiritual nature want to help you. I encourage you to invite them in. My next workshop is Past Life Group Regression. Past lives are often the source of limiting beliefs, confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when the source is something we brought into this life from another lifetime. Knowing those past influences can create faster and deeper change. With my process, you'll discover what you need to know, keep the positive, and let go of what's hurting you. For instance, one person discovered why she had a fear of drowning her whole life, even though she never had a bad experience with water. When she remembered a lifetime where she drowned as a young boy around the age of eight, it all made sense. This memory released her from the fear of drowning in this lifetime. Now she can choose to be near water or not without her past life interfering with her free will. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your life's journey through different lifetimes about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you'll experience two past lives with my expert guidance, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, release the negative influences, gain new self-awareness and empowerment enhance spiritual well-being and peace and learn new techniques that I've created to help you discover past lives on your own. You can learn more about the importance of past lives by listening to my on-demand shows with Dr. Dave DeSano, Dina Miriam, and also Dr. Raymond Moody. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to listen to those shows, to register for my Past Life Regression Workshop. We'll meet Saturday, July 20th at 2 o'clock at the Dallas Meditation Center. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area, like overcoming abuse 
use or creativity as self-expression. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Regina Meredith, who will talk with us about her new book, Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. I received this email after our show last week with Jeff Lasowitz, who talked with us about the practical and spiritual aspects of creativity. Jeff sounds like someone who would be fun to hang out with, loved his perspectives on creativity, and had to listen a second time to capture all the information. It's hard to say what was most valuable, but I think the ick, inner critic, information really hit home. I've given way too, way too much credit to my ick, by letting it be in control instead of just being one of my personal tools in my creative journey. I appreciated all the information and tips Jeff shared, and I'm going to put them in my quiver of tools. Jeff understands that true creativity is not about making a name for yourself, but about allowing the deeper parts of yourself to be seen and expressed through your creativity. That means your creative projects must be brought from the realm of ideas into physical reality. They don't have to be shown to others. They can just be for yourself. In the process of creating, deep healing occurs. That's the greatest gift to yourself and to the world. Even if no one else sees your creative endeavors, they will see how it has transformed you as you bring your lighter, more loving self out into the world and automatically share that energy with others. I encourage you to listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on creativity, please listen to some of our shows like February 1, 2018 with Kathy Wild, Creativity from the Inside Out. March 24th, 2016 with David Bookbinder, Adult Coloring Books for Fun, Relaxation, and Healing. And April 24th, 2014 with Yelisaveta Sasava, A Journey into the Vast and Beautiful Life of Creativity. Now it's time for my silver lining story. I was talking with a good friend this week who has received a lot of recognition in his community for his unique talents. As an observer, it's been a delight to watch his transformation from a very successful corporate salesperson to someone who designs interior spaces. He now uses his creativity, which had been dormant when he was a salesperson, in addition to his organizational skills 
skills and people skills that helped him be so successful in sales. His work is so highly respected that when he decided to go into business for himself, word spread so quickly that within days he was booked for several months in advance. He had reluctantly agreed to that first paid job and suddenly what he loved doing as a volunteer became a business. He did not plan to become a designer and even resisted the pull to do it professionally for several months. It was only because his first client was so persistent and insistent that he allowed himself to blossom and set on a path that is requiring him to continue to grow. As a business owner, he is facing all kinds of new challenges and at one point was wondering if it was all too much. Once you've let your gifts emerge and felt the immense joy of it all, however, choosing to hide those gifts is an act of self-denial and cruelty. He has to set priorities um, so as not to lose sight of what's most important to him. He needs to learn how much work he can take on without overloading himself. He has to learn to say no to some people and some projects. He may need to learn how to delegate and be a boss and so on. The silver lining to all the challenges is the ability to keep growing and learning who he is, what his talents are, what he wants, and how to accomplish what is meaningful to him and whether the process is exciting or overwhelming. To his credit, he has chosen to embark on his journey with excitement. As he shines his light brighter, he gives everyone else permission to do so too. Our guest today, Regina Meredith, is a pioneer in the world of conscious media and is one of the most respected TV hosts and bloggers in the world of esoteric studies, health discoveries, politics, and secret agendas. By her 20s, she was already one of the first women in television, sports broadcasting, co-anchoring weekly football coverage with Brian Gumbel. As the co-founder of Conscious Media Network, host of Open Minds on Gaia TV, and the founder of her own free streaming video networking, Regina has reached millions with messages of hope and enlightenment. Her new book is Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. You can join her community at reginameredith.com. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my new workshop, Past Life Group Regression, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, what parts of your life seem to happen without your planning them? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Regina Meredith, who will talk about accidentally on purpose, tripping through life with Regina.
out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paul at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what parts of your life seem to happen without your planning them. I'm so pleased to welcome Regina Meredith, who's here to talk about her new book, Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. Regina, welcome. Thank you, Paula. It's wonderful being here with you today, this morning, um, from sunny California, in my case. Uh, well, um, yes, and actually, sunny Dallas. In my case, so Good for you. I hope this stopped raining I, for a moment. It sounds like <laughs> exactly, exactly, and I hope the external and if not the internal sun is shining with all our listeners. Um, Indeed. When <laughs> um, I was 
wondering if you'd um, be willing to start with telling us about the experience that kind of set your um, the tone for your um, life and the way you experience life. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, the story itself can sound a little bit sad at face value, but everything has a silver lining, and it's certainly a story that's not nearly uh, as harsh as what many, many people around the globe have been through. But just to set a tone to it, um, at the age of two, my parents, who were very young, living in San Francisco, um, had no real relatives to support them uh, young working couple, and this is in the 1950s. My sister was about to be given birth to. She she is two years younger than I. And out of desperation, my father had to keep working, and my mother didn't know who to turn to to take care of me while she was in the hospital. So they put me in um, a children's receiving center, which is, in essence, a, a place of adoption for uh children who've been left behind in one way or another. And the reason they had done that was that my mother knew of a woman in our apartment building who worked at the facility. She didn't know her well, but she thought at least there would be a contact point to call in and see how I was doing. So the idea was for two or three days, I'd be put among other children in the receiving home and everything would be fine. What happened was my sister was 10 days late and so not wanting to interrupt the plan, I was left there for an additional 10 days beyond that. And by then, the children in the receiving home had ear infections, and it was a sterile environment. So I wasn't allowed to be released. So after um, about three, three and a half weeks, um, I was finally let out of there. But by that time, an event had happened that changed things for me essentially permanently. And my parents, after the baby was born, my sister was born, had come to see me and brought the baby with them. And I was ushered into a room that I remembered it as having big glass windows. My father remembers it as having a big glass door. Either way, it allowed the prospective adopting parents to look in on a child and observe them while they were just doing their thing, which if it's a stranger, the child would pay no attention to whoever the strangers were at the window, and the parents could safely observe, the prospective parents could safely observe the little child. Well, in this case, it was my parents, and they had a new baby with them, and so I was screaming and clawing to get out of there to become become reunited with my, my family. I wanted to go home. I hadn't seen them by this time in a couple weeks. And uh, they didn't know what to do. They were young. They were 22. They were not empowered people. They didn't demand that I be released to them, but they just turned around and walked away. And that froze me in my spirit and in my mind uh, to an extent where I remember I wasn't able to breathe. And the same exact scene exactly the same scene I realized after the fact played itself out the day my mother died. So it was a sense of very deep abandonment. But what happened is it's almost like a, a bit of a, a chill went through my being and I realized that you're on your own. So after I was caught my breath and was finished sobbing, I, was, I remember I was in a row of beds in this facility with the other kids. Um, and it was, it was kind of harsh. Nobody came and comforted you. I just cried it out. And when I was finished, 
I realized uh, it's up to me on some subconscious level. It's up to me. Whatever is going to happen now, I'm on my own. So what it did was it created problems for my parents in that I wasn't very cooperative when I got out of there. I didn't want to leave there, actually. I was afraid of them by this time. But I was taken home and sultry and withdrawn, didn't really want them to participate with my sister because I had these horrible feelings of abandonment, jealousy, and whatever two-year-old was. But what it did do on a positive end is it allowed me to observe the world for myself and think for myself because I was not connected to what they or anyone else really thought of me. So as time goes on, you know, life shows itself. There are people who show up. I loved doing what I loved doing. I loved nature and animals and roller skating and all the normal things. So in that sense, it was a normal, happy kind of 50s, carefree childhood. But this deep suspicion and sense of aloneness continued to live within me um, to a, a good extent. And I would say there's, there's even, there are remnants of it even today. Um, on some levels, only if you hit the really, really deep stuff that can get triggered. As I went through life, I was free to evaluate everything for myself. And this was absolutely critical in becoming who I was later to become by way of uh, the kind of work I do today, which is my show is called Open Minds. My site, I, on my site, reginamarriage.com and at Gaia on Open Minds, I examine pretty much everything under the sun because of my own innate curiosity and never having been told that I couldn't or not listening if someone tried to tell me. So it set up a sense of fierce independence um, and open-mindedness. That's the silver lining. Well, and the other silver lining, um, there's a book called The Drama of the Gifted Child that was written quite a while ago, but it's from a Jungian perspective, um, psychological perspective. And it says that when someone experiences trauma in childhood, the silver lining or the gift is a connection with the spiritual realm, a strong connection. Yes. Um, and and I, I see that in your life. And I think, um, not to psychoanalyze you, but the, that, um, and having experienced trauma in my childhood, um, I, I know that it helped me, it gave me the gift of connection to the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think um, that's an accurate observation for probably most people that undergo these kinds of experiences, and as I said, far worse. And I feel that uh, there was a secondary factor to it because uh, I was quite withdrawn. I I didn't speak much to other people. All my report cards say, will not participate in class. And I I became an observer. But the the rub to it was I couldn't see. No one knew that I was legally blind until I was 11 years old. So I really, truly lived in a bubble of sorts. I could roller skate and ride my bike. Um, because everything was blurry, but I could kind of, I knew my way around. And of course, when you're young, you think that's how people see. So this myopic kind of turning inside to oneself, one's feelings, interpretations, intuition becomes second nature. So you're absolutely right about that. And, and your teachers didn't catch, I'm sorry, as a teacher, <laughs> which was my first career, I'm sort of dumbfounded that no teacher noticed. No, they, well, they did. Finally, it was a teacher that noticed, but by this time, 
I was entering sixth grade. Can you imagine that? Wow. <laughs> it's wow. so funny when you think about it. How is it possible not to notice that? I think they just felt I wasn't interested and I was disengaged and they just took that for granted rather than stopping to ask a question or two, which is, of course, I couldn't see the, the chalkboard, even from the front row. Right. Well, thank God you had that teacher who was paying attention and really (laughs) noticed you as an individual. But as you say, you know, things happen for a reason. It helped to form the way you interacted with the world, which turned out to be a true gift. Yes, I believe it was. And they would have caught it by the time I went for my driver's uh, test, right? (laughs) Right. <laughs> it would have been caught sooner or later. But, um, no, I, I do view it as that. I mean, as looking back on it, I can see the gift in it. At the time, I didn't give any of it much thought. I wasn't, I was busy pondering what I was pondering, but I wasn't pondering myself. So I never really, I wasn't fascinated with the notion of how I was living one way or another. But certainly as we go on in life, I can see that the ability to really dial in to your own vision, creativity, um, ultimately my guides and my higher self. I don't know that that would have been quite as possible had I not been through those early experiences. Exactly. And so for people who um, didn't have something that threw them into their own resources, and here we are as an as adults, I know... Um, for me, even though I did have that connection, I also didn't really trust myself and was told that that connection with the spiritual realm was, you know, really kind of strange and um, mm-hmm. and weird and not real, you know. And so I had a, so much self-doubt. And I I noticed in reading your book that you do dance Argentine tango, which I do as well. And it really, for me, um, there were so many things that Argentine tango has given me. But one, uh, and I think the most important gift was learning to trust myself and to follow my intuition. Yes, absolutely. It was so wonderful. It was just yesterday that we connected on that point, and I found out you, too, were a tangata, as they call the female Argentine dancer. Yes. And, um, yeah, that was really, for me, also quite a profound experience, because um, by that time in life, by the time I started dancing tango, I had already started my own uh, businesses. I, I was on PBS nationally. I'd written a couple books, and I I was well on my way, but it was very self-directed, self-motivated. I had my own production company, so I was a boss, and I was a single mother to boot, so I had a lot of responsibility, mortgage, um, school costs, and so forth. And so I had learned how to shoulder, uh, like you, a fair amount of responsibility in the world. And the buck always stopped with me. It didn't really matter what the question was. I was, in the end, responsible or at least felt that way. And so showing up uh, to dance Argentine tango, which, of course, I just fell in love with the music and sensuality and the beauty of watching these dancers one day, and I thought, I've got to learn this dance. Well, I was in for a rude awakening. Um, I'm a dancer by nature, so I learned very quickly. Um, 
a dance that's somewhat complex, or at least I thought I had, because I knew the steps and various patterns you you needed to do. But the reality is that's not even half the dance from the female <laughs> end, because you have to become, right, the follower. And I was right. leading in everything <laughs> in my life. So <laughs> I almost quit the third Milonga. I'm Milonga, right. is the name of the dance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, because it is challenging to, I would initially um, back lead, you know, (laughs) so so really to learn how to be receptive and not in charge um, and the power from that position um, and, and, and to be your own person in connection with another person and the music, like you say, the the beauty, it, it did the same thing to me. It just drew me in instantly when I saw it. It was like uh, um, an addiction. I mean, I had to learn it, a, it a good addiction, <laughs> and I had to, um, people, to dance it. Yeah, a lot of people call it that, their addiction. You're absolutely, you're, we're, we're soul sisters in that. Um, it's hard once you have a taste of it, you want to keep doing it more and more. I mean, three, four times a week at, at, in that, at that point in my life. And uh, it was an amazing transformative process, as you experienced, to understand that your sole job is to feel into the energy of the other person because every man is going to lead the dance in his own way with his own combination of steps, his own timing, his own interpretation of the music, none of which might have been mine. And... Uh, the third the, the third dance I went to, I was dancing with a man named Romero who didn't have a sense of timing with the music. And so I was really pushing back and backlating, trying to straighten this dance out. And basically he quit the dance in, in the middle and left me on the floor. And I went and sat down and I thought, well, I deserve that, I suppose. I can either quit right now or I can learn to follow. And learning to follow, which requires you to be more than anything I've done in life, so in the exact nanosecond. You can't even afford a thought or you can trip. To be in the moment so fully engrossed in this connection, there are very few things else that I've experienced on Earth that can put you in that. Besides, of course, going into your intuitive work and bringing through spirit, you have to be in the moment and open then. But aside from a highly esoteric experience, the only earthly experience I know of that, some people would say sex as well, but certainly... Argentine tango does it. Absolutely. And and we need to go to break, but I have to say that even the words that you use to talk about it are identical to the way I have experienced tango and and the profoundness of it um, and the the beauty of it. And and yes, that single thought can throw you. You have to totally get out of your mind in a positive way and into the senses. Um, And it is, it's the only thing that really at that time had enabled me to do that. So, yes, um, it's it's delightful to talk about tango with you. <laughs> and I want to explore a little more of that and also UFOs and some of the other amazing experiences that you've had um, that sure. seem odd to us, but not um, when we know the truth and, and have a deep understanding of these things. 
So I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my email list. You'll receive the information on all our shows, a chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down what new ideas do you want to explore? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Regina Meredith to talk more about her new book, Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr paula at drpaulajoyce.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what new ideas you want to explore. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Malkades can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Regina Meredith talking about her new book, Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. Um, So Regina and I had um, some more fun conversation on tango, and um, we could probably spend the whole rest of the show on it. I know we could, but I would also like to talk a little bit about um, some of of the other things, because you've had so many amazing experiences um, have been a thought leader and and first in so many ways. Um, one of the things that really caught my attention because uh, was your experience in um, in the world of UFOs, um, un- unidentified flying objects, and some of the things that you said I thought were so important. Because it went beyond UFOs into censorship of the media, which I tend to think of as, oh, there are other countries with dictators. But this has been going on in the United States of America for years. Oh, absolutely. And part of my career path early on was that as a news anchor. And for the nightly news standard stuff, you know, with the hair helmet and all and um, <laughs> this is where, I think this is the um, incident you were referring to. I was looking at the wire. At the time, they still had the machines, you know, UPI, AP, and, and Reuters in the newsroom, tick, tick, ticking away, and the feed would come out. And so I pulled the feed from Reuters, and it was talking about a UFO incident that had been witnessed by thousands of people. And I said to the producer of the show, hey, let's put this in, uh, the show tonight. And they said, nope. And uh, I said, why? They said, we can't do those. So there were another couple times I brought it up again, and in each case they said, no, we can't do this. In fact, there was only one occasion in which I was able to slip anything into our broadcast that wasn't sanctioned by uh, mainstream media, uh, learning in- higher learning institutions, etc. In other words, it and that was when I did a series on psychic phenomena, and that's because I had a very open-minded news director. The producer, though, had their orders, no, you do not cover UFO activity, ever. And so we never did do that, but I was able to sneak in a, a wonderful um, one-week series during ratings week on uh, remote viewing and different types of psychic phenomena that put me into a relationship with a man named Russell Targ, whom, whom I have since done shows with even very recently. He, I didn't know it at the time, but would you like me to share a little bit about remote viewing? I'm going to be speaking at Please. a on that subject yes. also. Remote viewing, as most of your viewers know, is the ability to extend your mind out to something external to you. The great remote viewers on this planet can extend their mind anywhere. And um, this, they're usually used by the military, developed and used by the military for very targeted purposes. But most people can remote view if they put a little bit of training into it uh, to one extent or another. Uh, It's something that 
I was able to do as well. And this did, this will come back to the um, UFO story, okay? But I had, in doing this series uh, back in the 1980s, mid-1980s, uh, for the news report on psychic phenomena, I talked about how psychics helped the police department find cold cases, bodies, and things like that, all the way to this exotic story out of Stanford Research Institute in Palo Alto, California. I had no idea what I had tripped into at that time. It turns out that they had been funded by the CIA to train remote viewers to spy for the U.S. Uh, intelligence community and military. I didn't know that. I had just read a book by this man and heard about this um, experiment coming up with the Soviet Union, a joint U.S.-Soviet experiment during the Cold War in which a remote viewer would would cold view a location um, somewhere in America, not knowing, of course, what that was. So it turned out to be a very successful experiment. I learned much, much later that that was actually... Those programs were funded by the CIA initially, which I had no knowledge of at the time. I just stumbled into the story. And we got the scoop before 2020, our little news program in Sacramento aired the results of that Soviet-U.S. experiment first. Very empowering. But then to take the remote viewing part of the story out a little further, somewhere along the way I had just learned to extend my consciousness so I could view things. And it was random. Whenever I was in a setting that required it, I could do it. And here, cut to, oh, about 15 years later uh, from those news days, I was out in the field with Stephen Greer, who was known for his disclosure project, which was an amazing project that brought military, he'd worked on it for 10 years, to bring people together from all the military and the aviation industry to Washington, D.C., to the National Press Club to disclose that UFOs uh, have always been present, that they'd had personal witness, eyewitness experiences, and furthermore, that their branch of the military, um, intelligence community, and so forth, had ordered it to be shut down, and they were under national security oath to not share what had happened. This, is, this has happened in thousands and thousands of cases. It's very real. For anyone wanting to take a peek at the phenomena and how it works, there's a book called The Rendlesham Affair by Nick Pope, Department of Defense in England, uh, in the British government. And he wrote this book about an incident that had occurred, a UFO incident, um, between the U.S. and uh, British military installations in Rendlesham, okay? And it's the anatomy of a cover-up, really. That's what the story's about. And so it shows, people say, well, if it's a real phenomena, how come we don't know about it? Why don't they talk about it in the news? You know, that is a big question. What are our agencies so afraid of? I, I think, I don't know if it's panic or what. This has been going on forever, certainly well known since the 1940s. But they still cover these things up. And I have to say, it's just now beginning with the New York Times. Over the last year, they're starting to publish stories of pilots who are sharing their experience. Um, the hit show Project Blue Book came out, and I know those players, and I've interviewed the son of the main character in that show as well. Um, that has been released as well. So we're starting to see television trickle in you know, the story of the presence of extraterrestrials and unidentified flying objects and their interaction with Earth. 
and nothing to be afraid of, of course, is they're just starting to trickle it through after 50 years, 60 years of depression. Meanwhile, I'm out in the field with Dr. Stephen Greer, and our job is to look into the sky at night, and if you can remote view or see into the future a bit, which I can do on demand, so to speak, um, you reflect back early in the evening what time and at what vector point there will be activity in the sky. So I was able to see quite a bit, and uh, it was all validated uh, during that week. So I went out with him again a second week, and I'm feeling confident because everything I had seen, and this is very specific stuff, had been validated validated from the first outing with him. The second outing, what was so interesting is they're looking up in the sky for when these events are going to happen, and I said, you know, they're sitting, there are UFOs in the field right behind us, slightly phased off of our ability to see them. They're just in a slightly different frequency band. I said, they're around all the time. Were they just, they're able to attune their frequencies to the extent where we can't see them with our, with our eyes, but they're right behind us. I was able to tell them that because the first time I was out with them, three nights in a row, I saw this semi-transparent elliptical blue craft sitting on a rock at the base of some craggy rocks. And I kept saying that, and it, it, we weren't seeing it physically. Well, the second to the last day, we went out to Joshua Tree, to the crags, the craggy rocks, and people were taking digital photography. This was in 2001. Digital photography pictures. The next day when I came in for the morning debriefing, everyone was all at Twitter, and they had a television screen that they patched their, their, uh, their um, cameras into, and there it was showing a semi-transparent blue elliptical craft that was sitting right above us on the rocks. It's just that our eyes couldn't pick it up, but the camera could. So these are the different ways in which remote viewing has kind of entered my life and in which I've had validation. And even right down to remote viewing in a military setting with some of the top guys there, I went to one of their workshops, and you have 60 seconds. No, I think I think it's two minutes to remote view what's inside a box sitting on a podium. So it has to happen very instinctively in real time. You can't judge yourself. You have to just have faith to say what you see. And this is where people, including myself and you in your earlier life, have fallen down is to not have the confidence in what is being shown to us, what is coming into our minds. And I've been very lucky in that I've been in these various settings where it has had a chance to actually bear out physically to give me that boost in confidence. But I would want to say to everybody, just play with it and allow these things to bear themselves out in their own way in our lives and have confidence in what we see and are shown in this very unique, um, in real time way. Make sense. I think that's wonderful advice, and I'm uh, I, I feel badly that we have to end at this point because this is so fascinating. But nevertheless, we're out of time, and I appreciate so much what you've shared, and that you were willing to keep your mind open to exp- allow yourself to experience these things and to trust yourself. And I encourage everyone to um, benefit from Regina's experience and to keep an open mind, to trust yourself. And please purchase her book, Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. It will help you 
um, to open your eyes and to learn to trust yourself. You can also join her community at www.reginameredith.com. Thank you so much for being you, Regina, and for sharing with us and the world. Um, I am very and grateful. Thank you, Dr. Paula, for inviting me on. Um, you're absolutely delightful, and it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much and all the best. And I want to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop. Um, and read my latest blog, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, office and and house clearings, dream interpretation. Um, And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Malkades, who's over spiritual transformation. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to help with your spiritual transformation. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Malkades, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be more open to spiritual experiences. Pay attention to sign synchronicity and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Mark Lesser joins us to talk about seven practices of a mindful leader June 20th when Dr. Daphne de Marnoff will discuss the rough patch, marriage and the art of living together. And June 27th when Mark Gober will talk about an end to upside down thinking. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.